Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Jim, we're fans of looking at some of the earliest works of our favorite favorite creators. How about we take a look at John Romita Jr.'s first comic? But first, what do you have? Plain Jane. Speaking of first comics, this was my first Marvel DC work. Uh, brought back to print last year and available now wherever books and comics are sold online, bookstores, or comic book shops. You can also follow me on Patreon, patreon.com slash jimrug, where you can see my original art. You can download out-of-print zines and minis. You can see my process, scripts, layouts, how I make the comics that I make, like The Plain Janes, Street Angel, Octobriana, and much more at patreon.com slash jimrug. Red Room Comics, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game, and the Antisocial Network is out on stands as we speak. Get these issues while they're hot. Every issue completely self-contained, so if you see one of these on the stands, scoop it up, give it a try. If you like it, grab another. Beginning in uh, early November, not October, because of uh, those worldwide supply chain issues. Hard to get paper at the printer for the amount of copies we need to publish, Jimmy. But still in time for the holiday season. Yes, <laughs> for sure, man. Uh, get this for your kid for Christmas. That looks like the right color palette for Christmas, right? <laughs> yes, for sure, man. <laughs> The book is going to collect the four issues, full director's commentary, 32 pages, never seen process art. There's a sketchbook section with a bunch of uh, character designs and lots of other stuff. Man, I think there's 120 pages of comics uh, amongst these issues, 208 pages in the big book to give you some idea about the extra value that's included there. And uh, first issue of Trigger Warning coming in December, man. So we are keeping that train running, Jimmy. Uh, you can read these comics before they hit paper at my Patreon, patreon.com slash edpiscor. Three bucks for the archive there. Over 150 pages worth of comics up there as we speak. And we are uh, into serializing the trigger warning uh, season of, of comics. Uh, all those links are available in my link tree in the description below this video. So Jimmy, Amazing Spider-Man number 11. We're preparing for, for our John Romita Jr. shoot interview. He's listening to a bunch of uh, conversations he had uh, on other Zoom interviews and whatnot. And they brought up Amazing Spider-Man Annual 11. They showed the cover. And I was like, I have that. But I don't remember John Romita Jr.'s contribution. That's because he didn't do the main story up front, man. You had Don Perlin, uh, one of the early... Uh, G.I. Joe artists and one of the guys that ruled with Jim Shooter over to Valiant, man. I forget uh, all the comics he was working on at the time, <laughs> but uh, if you watch that comic historian's 13-hour interview that he did, he was trumpeting the fact that he had Don Perlin uh, with him over there at Valiant, man, so that made everything okay. So you scroll to the back of the book, man, and we're looking for this backup feature called Chaos at the Coffee Bean, with debut penciler Johnny Romita Jr. Nepotism at its peak. That's goddamn right, <laughs> man. All right, man, it's a, it's a small backup feature, man, four or five pages worth of comics, so not too much opportunity to quote-unquote get your shit in, as uh, the great uh, Arn Anderson or Jim Ross would say. Uh, curious about how this comic was set up man was it marvel method because if so there are certain things that you can put on the writer for instance this splash page where a guy is shooting a moon roof <laughs> into the ceiling of this coffee bar and saying nobody moves and everybody lives <laughs> is that squid games right there man like uh cognitive dissonance at its finest and if it was marvel method you could just have this guy say something different yeah, it's true. F fair enough. You gotta assume it's Marvel method, right? I, I, I imagine in the '70s. 
I guess I could be wrong, but yeah, that doesn't feel like you're writing out this kind of script. Almost a waste of time <laughs> to put that level of script in. Uh, it's neat to see, you know, we look at these guys that are really young, first jobs, stuff like that. And uh, he talks about storytelling, you know, John Romita Jr. as being his strength. And I don't disagree with him. And it's cool to see some of that here. You know, the very first splash panel, you get a low angle, right? classic way of showing making your characters look bigger so you want to introduce that villain granted he's at the back of the of the room so he's not too big but that low angle is kind of a classic motif for that and you get to see the interesting eye of the artist where like you're seeing under these stools because the uh, point of view is so low kind of a dramatic choice but also like these directional devices and this is probably i'm going to call it the least interesting page and that's mostly because there's no spider-man there's no splash panel but you look at like what makes these pages stand out. I think this directional device, really good. Uh, you know, close up of Mary Jane, close up of Peter. So mixing up a little bit of those medium and close ups, which a lot of early cartoonists, it's all the, the long shots, you know, it's all trying to stay clear. So that was something I expected to see whenever we dug this out. And uh, he's bouncing around with his shot variation. So pretty well done uh, in that regard. I think, I think he has his daddy in the back of his mind a whole bunch, not just with the aesthetics, but with the things that you just described in mind, man. I, I still remember uh, when comics were at their height during the speculation boom, Johnny and JRJR were on the Home Shopping <laughs> Network, man, and they were both doing some drawing uh, live on camera on you know, a big tablet with a big Magnum 44 marker right. <laughs> that, that can you know stink to high heaven. And the, the least comic book making like tools, by the way, you <laughs> always see these cartoonists use those those for demos. And it's like, man, that's a rough tool to have to <laughs> try to draw a pretty picture. And of course, both guys drew drew beautiful stuff, man. But uh, John Sr. couldn't help but criticize John Jr. You're drawing Gwen Stacy, but she's she's blonde and you have too many lines in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> these do remind me a lot of uh, John Sr. Um, and, and I give Milgram the credit, right? Yeah. I think I've heard John Romita Jr. talk about this story or somebody talk about this story and how much Al Milgram sort of rescues it, which you hear a lot, you know, of these early guys and what inkers would do back in the days. You know, they weren't tracing. They were sort of, Klaus Jansen in our interview talks about it. You fix the stuff that's wrong when it comes to you. Uh, so a lot of credit to Al Milgram in the interviews I've heard about this particular story. Trying to strip away the Al Milgram from it and see what, JRJR stuff is in here. You pointed to this face, but I actually think that if you can just like take off the the slick surface, some of the proportionality and the weirdness of the eyes are are JRJR strokes, man. This looks like a damn paste up from John <laughs> John Romita Sr. Maybe this was fixed in the bullpen by the old man. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, you know, if, if you got a four or five page story, uh kinda hard to have a lot of drama, man. So when you have your 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 Chekhov's guitar player and you introduce them on page two and have it pay off on page four, not much room for dramatic possibilities, man. And when you have a flashback that goes back ten minutes and gets caught up to date at the end of the page, <laughs> and only one extra element is introduced, something tells me we're gonna have to keep our eyes on this character. See, Jimmy. you know your storytelling, Ed. <laughs> Chekhov's supporting character. <laughs> One of the great hallmarks and strokes of the young cartoonist, we saw it with Art Adams. Uh, you get your Marvel Method style plot uh, in in uh, in your studio, and there's a lot of material, I guess, maybe written, typewritten on that page. You feel the obligation to get it all in there. 
So like Art Adams in the, the that first issue of Longshot, what do you, we have here? About 36 panels? <laughs> Very dense pages. You don't see a lot of this, though. Five, five rows on that page. Uh, pretty unusual layout for 1977 Marvel. Um, but as you say, Ed, it, it is a young cartoonist, and he's trying to tell this story uh, as clearly as he can. Yeah, man. Uh, it's seeing it at, at this at this slight size like this makes me think of like the Spider-Man Daily Strip or something. You know, like it could it could sort of fit that kind of vibe. Here's what we're talking about when it comes to to storytelling stuff. You see every character turn that way, providing the opportunity for Peter Parker to jump this way and do his bit. Nice page composition too with having Parker do an action pose in the middle of the page. I like that. And again, going back to interesting pages, uh, panel layouts, you see, you know, extreme foreground of, of our singer while this action is going on in the background. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'm impressed by that because again, it's, it's a young cartoonist and he's trying to make these panels look good and not doing a bad job at it. Yeah. And of course, you know, you get a couple of good Spider-Man shots here. Uh, coming and going as the case may be, but again, nice page. You know, you get Spider-Man big in the middle of the page. That's that's what you're looking for in a Spider-Man comic. I feel like this this might be a you know this is a pretty intimidating script to draw. You it's know, a lot happening. You only get a couple of pages. A lot happening. A lot of reference required, man. You got to draw a damn coffee bar, and we and we saw what that hunk of the month. Uh, John Romita Jr. photo look like in those in those uh, 1980s comics. This guy wasn't hanging out in uh, <laughs> coffee bars, man. He's going to like discotheques <laughs> and shit like that. Maybe maybe the Tony Danza Boxing Association rings and shit like that. That's man. hilarious. He, this is got a little bit of a wonky one for for drawing wise of the guy jumping in the getaway car. Some crazy perspective in that panel. Yeah, you know he's got to work on that stuff, man, and and he does and he will. Uh, but that is a giant leg going in that very <laughs> tiny door. And even on this this first. Uh, splash page like i'm a reasonably tall guy uh i could i could i could dance down maybe two or three stairs at a clip <laughs> but it gets dicey when i'm going down seven stairs at a time yeah you gotta be flexible to do a step like that and this guy doesn't look like he does a downward facing dog not a lot of yoga in his world surprise surprise jimmy our guitar player was in cahoots with the guy with the with the bandit yeah he's in on the heist because if you're going to rob people, what's better than a coffee bar? <laughs> Those are high rollers, usually. Yeah. <laughs> going to see a folk singer in the village. Ask the, ask the barista, <laughs> man, when, when they got that slight tip jar. Talk about a challenge to draw. Now you got to draw Spider-Man lifting up a, a, a car hood. Yeah, it's so impossible. You want to see your other characters and their reactions. That's that's maybe not even possible by uh, like real physics. So uh, some bending going on there with the perspective. Spider-Man looking big. When you see stuff like this, bless Todd McFarlane, right? Yes. Got to see Spider-Man doing Spider-Man things. I feel like that might be the only sentence for this page for the Marvel method. <laughs> Spider-Man has to do Spider-Man things. Shoot a web, grab something and crush it. Uh, the car has a moonroof now, and that is a boxy car. Very much. And uh, those dudes do a funny, funny move of, of maybe Spider-Man's influence, maybe their attempt to get him off of crashing doesn't help at all. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a dangerous car to crash. In their haste, I don't know that they uh, they buckled their belts, man. Another one of those crazy spider web gimmicks. 
Yeah, that's a funny uh, texture for the spider webs. And that's how it was always drawn for, for years and years before McFarland figured it out. And, and McFarland always talked about it as uh, being a function of wanting to shoot it towards the camera. Here's an example of that, and you could kind of see what he means. Man, this is just like weird nets. Yeah. Great having the uh, close-up insert of Spider-Man's iconic mask face. That panel works really well for me. I think that's a good move for, for anybody, not just a young cartoonist, to put something like that in. Heads back down to the coffee bean, and, and, <laughs> and uh, MJ is very much uh, nonplussed. Yeah, not a good date. Getting hit on by all kinds of dudes, and she says, like, I, I should just leave leave with one of, them, one of them next time. As Peter Parker breaks the fourth wall, looks at us, the Dear Readers, looks at Grant Morrison. <laughs> yeah, somewhere a young Grant Morrison's reading this comic and taking notes as he has the uh proverbial gun to the head man you look at this man it, it feels very functional it feels like any of the journeyman work from uh that you would see in like marvel comics presents by somebody whose name you never heard before uh what this cartoonist in particular grows into can't happen if you're not a very self-aware artist once again going back to that klaus jansen conversation man of like identifying one's sticking points, being an entertainer, figuring out how you could stand out on the page. And uh, I bet in some ways nepotism can cut several ways, man. Get you in the door, but hearing it over and over again, man, that you just got where you were because of, of your pops. You take a look at JRJR's work right now. I'm a fan of that stuff, man. It has nothing to do with his pops. Yeah, it is interesting how far he goes from this style, which I would say is closer to his dad's look, yeah. to what he looks like now, you know, and is, is, uh, you know, is his own guy, his own style. Fun to look at, man. Not the last time we're going to take a look at the, the first early works of uh, some of our favorite people in comics, man. But had this one in the archives. We had the shoot interview. Had to dust this off, man. Give it a glance. The other thing that's tough for this as, as an assignment and from a nepotistic point of view is... Like Spider-Man's Ramita Sr.'s best known character, you know, in, in terms of his work being at the A-plus level, man, you've got big shoes to fill to start with, and now you get a Spider-Man assignment out of the gate? They're not doing him any favors with that. We could zoom in a little bit, man, and you see they put the junior a little smaller than, <laughs> uh, than the rest of the uh, John Ramita part, man. wonder if that was an editorial call. Let's see how small we could get that junior. Yeah, Johnny Ramita Jr. I wonder how old he was here. I didn't look up like when he was born or anything, but had to be pretty pretty young at this point. Yeah. Possibly still a teenager. Super fun, man. Amazing Spider-Man Annual 11 might be affordable, and you'll be able to get the first appearance of uh, one of uh, Best Pencilers alive making comics. Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, we'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, what's out there? Join me on Patreon.com slash JimRug, where you can download out-of-print zines and mini-comics. You can see my original art, scripts, process, layouts, how I make the comics I make, like Plain Janes and Street Angel at Patreon.com slash JimRug. Red Room Comics are in the wild. Four issues of the Anti-Social Network are on the stands as we speak. Scoop any issue up, you're going to get a full, complete experience. The trade paperback comes out. I believe the second week of uh, November uh, with maybe 60, 70 pages of extra material in there. Uh, you could get these comics uh, at my link tree in the description below this video as well as my Patreon where I'm serializing the next wave of comics uh, before they hit paper. 
uh, for the price of $3, and you could go there for free, scoop up the uh, PDF of the free Comic Book Day comic. All those links in the link tree. What else, Jim? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Give those marching orders, we could be on our way. Read more comics.